I mean, like, there's just more to offer in, in politics than just voting. We need to be more, we need to, like, orient our politics in different ways, is what Towards I think what? about voting. Towards what? Um, organized struggle. What's that? How do we do okay. it? I so knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> Holy shit. How do you do it? How do you do it? Help. I'm not, okay, well, you know, I'm not fucking, let me read some more and then I'll tell you, okay? Okay. How about I'm that? just saying because I don't know myself. I literally don't know. I mean, like, I feel like it's actually pretty well laid out, right? Like, what you need to do is you need to, fi- first of all, you need to find, like, the major, um, like, facets of the economy. What makes mm-hmm. the economy run? Right now, it would be fucking, like, uh, transportation of mm-hmm. fucking goods. Mm-hmm. Or, like, or like the fucking planes and, fuck, like, tri- like Amazon or fucking FedEx or all that the do- stuff. The docks. The docks, perfect example. Shipping, all mm-hmm. that stuff. If we were to uni- unionize all those, like, places, organized struggle, you know? So, like, and we were to, like, the, um, the, re- remember, like, um, the, what's it called? The, the shutdown, the government shutdown. Mm-hmm. That was uh, a little bit w- bit back then, and then fucking the airline workers were like, "All right, fuck it, it's over. We're gonna fucking put our foot down, and we're gonna cause like the shutdown to stop." You could do the same thing if you have like a general strike uh, level type thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, like, but it would be to shut down the economy, and the only way that we w- you would have to fucking kill a bunch of us. Or you're gonna fucking uh, give into our demands. Yeah. And that's and that's what it is. That's actually what it is. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty well laid out I in mean, history. Like that's what Trotsky did in uh, fucking uh, Russia, right? Fucking got the railroads, and then it was over. I mean, not just the railroads, but yeah. I think we should build. We should use electoralism to build. Uh, a public rail system so that then we can strike the rail system and take yeah, that's a good system. idea yeah. <laughs> the rail party <laughs> we would get that Lenin said read 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 <laughs> oh my god I'm not kidding do you remember I don't know if any of you encountered this or if it was just me when the um during the shutdown and there were discussions there wasn't a strike right there wasn't an error there Am I wrong? Drinking a little alcohol here. Can't remember. There wasn't a strike. There were just talks of strikes, right? There was just a, a work stoppage. I yeah Yes, there was a work stoppage. So I remember leading up to that, the, the distinction between those things doesn't actually matter for my point. Never mind. Yeah. I remember leaning, leading up to that, though, um, the TSA agents were talking about also doing a stoppage. And some people on the left were like, TSA agents are cops. We should not support a strike of the TSA agents. Which is a, just a fa- fantastic misunderstanding of the power of a strike, right? They're used, people are so used to people striking for their own benefits, right? To get things for themselves and not, like, strategic. Um, I think that we should let them strike so that we can bring... <laughs> things onto an airplane. <laughs> I don't mean terrorist actions. I'm just talking about drugs. I'm just talking about drugs. This is a classic Harold and Kumar bet. Fingernail clippers would be, or whatever else that I'm not allowed to have. Yeah, also a full water bottle that I happen <laughs> to take a sip out of. <laughs> yeah, this is a 
It isn't nitroglycerin. Holy shit. All right, let's try this again. Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, welcome back to State of the Revolution, the Michigan Progressive Podcast. Uh, this is me, Benjamin. We've also got uh, Ricky and Alex and Matthias. What's today? Today is Monday? It's Monday, right? Yeah, Monday, July 27th. Thanks for joining us this week. Um, so I guess we're going to start by talking about the... Um, the stimulus bill that is going through Congress right now. Today, the Senate Republicans unveiled their uh, coronavirus relief plan, which um, I have some bullet points for here. Uh, number one, it would set uh, enhanced federal un- unemployment insurance at 70% of a worker's previous wages, uh, replacing the $600 per week, uh, which um, states stopped paying out this week. Um, it would also set the benefit at a sum of $200 per week on top of what recipients would normally receive from states through September, slashing what they got from April through July. Uh, in October, the 70% replacement would take effect up to a maximum of $500 per week. And uh, they are still planning on doing a uh, $1,200 payout to, uh, to everyone under the same qualifications that they did last time. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. This is a really great answer to um, everyone is also now getting evicted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as far as I can tell, I'm not sure if there's any kind of provisions here for for housing whatsoever. Uh, Does not look like they're addressing that at all. The landlords are going to be so mad that they're getting, I don't know, $100 less this time out of our unemployment. I just... Uh, Poor babies. Yeah, I just want to know, like, what do they they think this will, like, accomplish? What do they think this is going to, like, do? Like, it's just... If you're going to be giving less money than you did before, people are going to, like, be mad about it, right? You have to at least do the same amount, don't you? I mean... People are going to be mad about it, yeah. They're, they don't seem to be that concerned with people's anger right now. Uh, I think that they're just trying to... I think that it might even be generous to say that they're trying to pacify people. I think that might be giving uh, public opinion more weight than it's worth. I think that they are trying to pacify the economy, essentially. That They are just trying to... Um, Prevent the Great Depression from happening again. They're not going to do that. <laughs> oh, n- hell no. They're trying to do absolutely as little as possible um, while, you know, trying to prevent people from rioting in the streets. I mean, this is like Hoover, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, like you, are, you are facing the worst economic downturn. You know, it, is it supposed to be as bad as the Great Depression? It's definitely supposed to be worse than the Great Recession, right? It's yeah. It depends on what you're looking at. I I'm guessing this is going to be de- depending on the part of society you're looking at. I think there are things unemployment, for example, might if things don't change, might be worse than the Great Depression. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that. You're looking this crisis in the face on top of you know the pandemic. It's like okay, well, how can we be thrifty right now? Not six hundred dollars a week, like. You are so stupid. <laughs> no, like, but like, 
it, going off of what like Ben said about like oh well they're doing whatever they can to like stop people from going out on the streets. I think more than it's like just people going on the streets, they just want to like drive up consumer spending, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, and it, look, it, it, you look at the South right now, it's looking like they might have to shut down again or so, they're, they're, some, some places already have. Right. So it's like, you, it, it's just like what you're going to have to do, like what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to give people money to stay home. Yeah. Like that's just obvious. It's, just, it, it's fucking insane to me that they're proposing this bullshit it, like it seems like they think that this is all just gonna fucking blow over like this is just they gonna disappear they don't think that they just think that they're insulated from it which they're not no it's 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 good it's getting really fucked like right now definitely like especially in the south i'm feeling like a lot better you know being in michigan where especially like in ingham county specifically like we have like less than 100 new cases a week now and like Didn't that's like just pretty. Go up a bunch like today. Or was um, just in Michigan, in Michigan, it did, but actually, it's not because of Wayne County. I think it's just because of like, um, it's just because of just. I think it's mostly like, uh, like more northern counties. Honestly, they're like seeing a wave. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but here's the deal. Okay, we're transitioning into talking about Michigan COVID, right? The way I see it, um, it, schools are gonna, so we live in Lansing, Michigan, right? Some of us are from East Lansing. MSU is playing a real fucking game of chicken, right? Every university in America, Uh-oh. they're waiting until they get that tuition check and they're waiting until everybody shows up to campus for them to tell the students what they knew all along, which is, we're actually gonna do this online. This is a bad idea. Um, cause they want, they want those checks, right? So what we're going to see oh, is East Lansing in four weeks is going to be a nightmare. Some it, yeah, schools, if, sorry, it's okay. Some schools are making the right decision. Lansing schools have made a pretty good gestures locally here, but Oakland County where most schools, their school boards are just, you know, uh, rich people whose kids go to the school district, right? They're not educators. They think, um, you know, educators literally are born to die for my child, right? So they're, they're going to be opening up in those fucking rich districts, right? Um, so the point I'm making here is what we're actually in right now is the calm before the storm. And in about a month, it's going to be really, really bad. Um, and there isn't anybody that doesn't know this. There isn't anybody that doesn't know this. I've, I've been know. saying it for a while. August is going to be like a fucking mm-hmm. shit show. Did you guys see that meme that I shared on our Facebook that was like the the school reopening plan uh, for the United States? Uh, phase one, open up all the schools. Phase two, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. <laughs> phase three, <laughs> close all the schools again. <laughs> and have you been hearing about in the South, I think Florida and Texas are the states um, where we're seeing finally like an, a huge surge in children dying from it? Wait, what? Really? I have not heard this. There's a lot of kids who are dying from it. You know why kids weren't dying from it in April? It's because we sent them home from school. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Okay, question. Just a a theoretical. Do you think that a school shooting will occur before they close schools down again? Fuck, let's put some money on this. Oh, Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's a reasonable <laughs> oh. thing to bet on. Everybody is always just too moral for Matthias and I. It's up in the air. It's up in a pound I mean, of flesh, sh- I for guess. For sure there is going to be a school shooting before we... Re- wait, before we... Okay, so you mean after re- after we reopen schools and before we finally yes. decide to send... Yes, for sure there will be many school shootings. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I kind of hope that the, um, the time before they realize that they have to close the schools again is relatively brief. Mm-hmm. Um, the longer that window's open, the more chance that there's going to be a school shooting because, you know, um, this country has a serious problem. Yeah, yeah, we do. It's, it will be interesting, though, if there's... If there's, if it's demonstrably true that children are going to die from this and not just teachers, is that going to change the political action? I'm thinking no, based on what we've done with school shootings, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, there's no moneyed interest. It, well, there is no, um, it, it's a lot harder to defend just keeping kids in school if, like, if the issue is children are going to die, it, it, you know, if you're a Republican and you can go to, like, the guns rights thing, but on coronavirus, I mean, what can you really go on that morally Virus has rights. any grounds? Didn't oh, Betsy DeVos say something that was like, well, it's just going to be, like, some kids? Yeah. No, but um, let's be, like, clear, right, about, like, why, you know, they're, they want to send people to school or why they want to send the kids to school. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. because they want, like, the parents to go to work and they need, like, the parents yeah. need to be able to, like, send their kid off for, like, this, an extended this- period of, a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. This is totally true in most places, but I'm also, you know, like, I have connections to a rich school, personal family connections to a rich school district, right? So I've been seeing this from the inside. Those school districts literally want workers to die so that they can shore up their their kids' college prospects when they know that they're not as high of a risk for various reasons related to wealth, right? Um, they, okay, so I'm not even, I'm not saying anything, but there's a school district right now in a couple of days, very wealthy school district in Michigan that is going to be holding its graduation ceremonies finally in person outside. They say it's fine. It's outside, right? And there are workers who have to, you know, they broke it up into like a bunch of sessions, right? So that it's not everybody at once. And there are workers, though, who have to be at all of those sessions and get exposed to all of those, right? Um, and this is because, God forbid, any experience is taken away from a rich kid, right? Or their parents. It's truly yeah. astounding. I mean, I don't know. I have a pretty iconoclastic view on a lot of, like, the um, pageantry, but I think that shit <laughs> is so stupid. It is so sure. dumb. And, you know, they want to, they, they need, like, the kids in school so the parents can work, right? And that, like, is, that drives up consumer spending. And really, consumer spending is, like, l- l- our entire economy. Like, that's yeah. just, like, how our economy runs. I think, and almost I think all, it's, like, 70% of workers, like, you know, work in some kind of service industry. Yeah. No, exactly, right? Like, unless you're, like, and almost a lot of those service jobs are also meaningless, and a ton of, like, the fucking jobs that aren't service jobs are also fucking meaningless, and they're, like, just make busy work, just, like, you know, to keep us fucking working, and just, like, so so that we're not, like, 
organizing and you know becoming more uh, class conscious and reading marks. or reading marks and you know uh, Edward saying uh, all that good stuff fucking but yeah you know like it, it's all by design you know they're they, right. they just want they, they need to be able to just like and this goes back to like you know the the funding bill they need you to be able to spend and i just don't understand like why the republicans don't understand that that if you just give the fucking people enough money to fucking spend everything will be just fine Everything will be just, I mean, not for fucking the workers or the people, but like for the elite, fuck yeah. And I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it. Why they just won't like give us a little bit more money. What the fuck? I mean, so this is about unemployment and the stimulus, right? But the last time, as we recall, that we got stimulus checks, 100% of our stimulus checks went to our landlords. So that wasn't even that good for the economy, was it? Or it was at a furniture store. Yeah, Alex bought Alex bought a mattress. You got a bed frame. A bed you got too. A bed frame. You got a bed frame. Yeah, I got a bed frame. It's not on the floor anymore, ladies. You hear that, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> I bought a luxurious ottoman. <laughs> That was that was Orientalist material. <laughs> a lot of people's stimulus checks went to video games too. I'm sure a lot of people a lot oh, of yeah. people bought uh, Xboxes and Playstations. And I remember uh, hearing like I I didn't buy a console or anything because I don't really care about video games. But I remember hearing uh, that people were having a really hard time finding uh, Nintendo systems. Mm-hmm. There's, There's like a, scalping and shit. There's yeah. Like a black market. Uh huh. Yeah. For the Animal Crossing, <laughs> which is an which is a game that's economics, I think, right? You just sell shit to civilians, right? My understanding of Animal Crossing is that you you sell your tarantulas to civilians in Hawaiian shirts. So that sounds great. I don't get that fucking game. I've never makes sense. I've to me. never played it. Do not understand it. You they wear Hawaiian shirts. shirts? You're just doing chores. That's what it looks like in the meme. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks yeah. like to me. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, you know, maybe I've said this before, but re- remember when the stimulus checks came out before and there was a, a, a lot of scandal about there would be uh, landlords fraudulently using social security numbers to access the, um, what is it? who access the system to see if their tenants had gotten the payout so they would know whether their tenants had $1,200 or not, right? Which was mm-hmm. illegal, and um, that was a huge scandal. But on the ground, regular landlords were just asking their tenants. They were like, you're getting a, you're getting a stimulus check, right? And then, you know, te- tenants couldn't make any other excuses. But I would talk to tenants, and I would be like, it's called a fucking stimulus check. Is it called a fucking landlord check? No. They get very mad about this, right? And they get the landlords also get twelve hundred dollars, so they should make do on that, like everyone else has to. Yeah, not another pitch for can- rent cancellation, but to pitch rent cancellation, um, they're not doing shit there. But the fact is that if they, the deal is that here's the deal. Here's the real deal about our economy. They're giving us money, some Andrew Yang bucks, some Andrew Yang bucks. And they're, they're saying this is going to stimulate our economy because we need you to buy shit and spend money. Except we can't buy shit and spend money because we have to pay for our COVID tests 
And we have to pay for our, we have to give our landlord that and you know like our literal blood. Um, we have to like you know all of this shit. None of it go. None of us are even. Were the malls even open? None of us have any of our stimulus left over to go to the mall. That's just the truth. The malls are open apparently, and apparently yeah, the there's some deals. Open. Don't There's some deals me, at I the malls. I, <laughs> I don't want to tempt myself. I would love to. I would love get an N95, to. Ricky. I'm not going to get an N95 so I can go you, to the mall. If that you get an N95, no, so you don't get the N95 to go to the mall. You get the N95 to go to the grocery store. It's just it a perk of getting the N95. I didn't buy it. I got. I, it was given to me by my aunt. <laughs> well, I don't have any family, Alex, so I don't know where I'm going to find one of these N95s. I'm sure you could probably buy one online at this point. Okay. Alex is really, like, intensely pushing the N95s on the rest of us. No, I, I mean, why wouldn't you? It I don't get it. It's like, it's the, the, it's the safest the, one, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. this, it, you have, like, zero chance of getting it. Well, Not zero, but it's like... So the, nine, the 95 refers to, like, the percentage of particulates <laughs> that are blocked out. So wow. it's not zero, but you know. Well, also, don't the masks only um, protect people from you? They don't only, but that is what they are most effective at doing. Yeah. No, but good. the N95, the N95 protects you and the other person. Like the N95 goes both ways, whereas the regular masks, they like everyone has to be wearing the regular masks. If you have the N95, it like protects it protects you and the other person. If you're wearing an N95, the other person doesn't even need to wear that the mask. Okay, well, I have a question for you. Do they make the N95s in red so that I can make sure that everyone knows I'm a communist? Why don't you Honestly, just, I, I just tell everybody. I just like I'm always saying, "Hey, I'm a communist." Well, you've got What's the, up? Uh, you got the pendant, right? You got the little pendant that you wear around your neck, right? Uh, sometimes do I don't you, do wear, you wear it all the time. Do you wear it when you uh when you go to work? <laughs> I should. That'd be funny. Okay. Well, moving on to uh, I guess another form of chaos that's roiling the country. Um, you know, even though the media is not really reporting on it quite as much, there are still protests happening uh, across America against uh, police violence and against you know police funding. And But a lot of attention lately has been focused on Portland, which we talked about a little bit in our last episode. But since then, uh, DHS agent, like, uh, I guess uh, unidentified agents have been uh, abducting people off the fucking street and throwing them into un unmarked vehicles. Um, and, and protests still continue. All right. So, Alex, I feel like you're the most prepared for this segment. Can you tell us, like, who the hell is kidnapping people in Portland? Kidnapping protesters in Portland? Isn't it, supposed, isn't right. it supposedly the DHS? Yeah. So, under the auspices of the DHS, basically, um, this is from Ken Klippenstein. Basically, what DHS did was they created this Protecting American Communities Task Force in response to President Trump's executive order, protecting American monuments, memorials, statues, and combating recent criminal activity. So, literally, Donald Trump, like in the past month, just signs this crazy executive order, and DHS, which we'll probably get into this into this a little bit, right? But DHS is like an insane uh, department of our, you know, of the executive branch. Uh, just 
Total, it, it was uh, established in 2003 after the invasion of the Iraq War in 9-11. Like, it really is, like, one of the most disgusting and um, eroding uh, forces in this country. So, like... I, you, it's just a bunch of like DHS people, uh, going into, um, going into, uh, these places. It's not just Portland. It's like a bunch of other un, unidentified, uh, cities so far. And yeah, basically it's mo, I guess it's mostly, uh, customs and border patrol that are there. Uh, customs and border patrol has, de- uh, deployed, um, 2,174 personnel. 46 aircraft and two drones to assist dozens of police departments across the country in since June. That's oh, dozens I'm, of police departments. I am very concerned about that. I am very concerned that Donald Trump has called in the Aprishniki. So I have a question about this. I don't know if you can clarify. You know how, like, um... Mich- so in Michigan, if any of you are, like, out-of-state listeners, uh... There's kind of a heightened norm of Border Patrol and ICE presence because we're, like, the entire state is technically, like, within, what, 100 miles of the border or whatever. I don't know what that's called. But essentially there are these zones around the nation where if you're, like, within that 100 miles or whatever it is, you – there's, like – a there's more Border Patrol presence, let's put it that way, and there's less due process surrounding it. Um, is Portland, is part of this happening in Portland to do with that? Are they, um, considered under border jurisdiction or whatever? I'm sorry. I obviously like don't actually know that much about this. So I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters where along the border, like they're sending CPB. I think Mm -hmm. that the Trump executive order gives DHS the authority to like move around like, uh, different types of like people. What, and that's, uh, that's the next point, right? Is that we're already hearing that they're coming to Chicago. Exactly. Right? Apparently they're right. already in Kansas city, um, but they're being okay, sent so, to, uh, I, I hear, I, I read that they're sending 150 federal agents to Chicago, uh, supposedly to quell the, the spike in gun violence. Uh, that has been happening mm-hmm. over the last... Uh, yeah, that'll definitely drop with the cops there. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. And this is, this is something that, as I recall, a lot of my friends are from Chicago, and everyone in Chicago hates Mayor Lori Lightfoot, correct? Yes. Uh, as I recall, she particularly consented to this. Does that sound right? Yeah, in fact, she, this came she just... She said, sure, feds. Come take my people. This came just a couple days after she tweeted that she wasn't going to let uh, federal agents come to Chicago. And then apparently she had a phone call with Trump like a couple days later. She's like, okay, that's fine. We'll do that. We love Democratic mayors. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't Shout have this. Rahm Emanuel. I don't have this now. <laughs> I don't I, I don't have this now, but I read somewhere that like, um, I like the CPB, like their SWAT team, their SWAT equivalent was like sent like out and deployed as well, whether they were in Portland or not. Um, that's not clear, but they were deployed somewhere. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and just so and just so we're clear, right? Like when we say like these things, oh, CPP was like sent out. That's just what we know from like FOIA disclosures. Like we know that those people were sent out. We don't know exactly like where they were deployed, mm-hmm. right? And uh, yeah, it's like pretty fucking crazy. Like it was undisclosed locations. I will. I this is maybe kind of like an edgelord thing to say, but this idea of this unmarked van and people being disappeared is like. It's extremely disturbing, but it does look very, very similar to how ICE operates in general. And a lot of people yeah. are really upset about this. Discovering us for the first time don't live in places where people get disappeared from ICE, by ICE all the time, right? Yeah. Um, and that's not a coincidence, right? It's fascinating, though. This is what Homeland Security means now. I mean, like, don't... Isn't, um this kind of thing like a non-issue until it's happening to white people usually you know isn't that usually where the line is drawn yeah no um going off of what you're saying ricky right like how just now people are kind of like seeing this well actually like edward Said's kind of like says something about this um in orientalism i haven't actually gotten to this part yet but i've read this part like previously before and um, basically what he says is, is that it, it like take like and he's like why like the Holocaust, he says, was like such like so stunning for Europe is because they were taking like the tactics that they were using on the periphery and in the colonies and like doing it like in Europe. And like that's like exactly what we're seeing now, like with ICE and CBP, like they 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 first do it on the periphery of our of our population right and then that sh- stuff expands yeah. and it expands into the population I agree to a point. The the yeah. way that I would disagree is that um, what is meant by the periphery in Said is pretty literal, right? It's meant colonies. Yeah. Um, this behavior happens. This is definitely it's not the same. Lincoln, it's not Nebraska, the same, right? You know, it's in not Lincoln, yeah. Nebraska, Mexican immigrants get disappeared or whatever but, it may be, right? All the time. I, uh, yeah, also, I agree. To get to Matias's point, I think there's a couple. I was of very deliberate in my. I just want to say I was very deliberate in my language when I, I qualified periphery. I said periphery of the population. I was very deliberate, like in my yeah, language I there. To really think right. about that, I think people. So what Matias said, like, it, you know, we do. So we we practice on. We practice on certain populations, right? This is always true before it comes to white people. But in this case, it's not necessarily true, right? Every single anarchist has seen these tactics before at other massive uprisings, right? Um, And how do white liberals react to the memory of that, right? Um, Not, they don't care. (laughs) They don't care, right? Um, I think that's kind of interesting. The, The debate that this brings up, though, there's two things going around around Portland's. The first one is a lot of discussions about the Wall of Moms. Have y'all been seeing the yes, Wall of Moms? and the dads. And now there are vets. Mm, and the second I thing wish is... I, I wish that meant veterinarians. That would rock. <laughs> that would rock. The second thing is there was a... I think it's a Washington Post op-ed from uh, members or leadership with the Portland NAACP that made this argument that said... This is a really fascinating argument, right? Um, the argument is that these protests are supposed to be about black lives, right? This is 
where this started and who started this movement. And the argument of this op-ed is that actually what's going on in Portland is the fault of white protesters trying to make police violence about white people, a spectacle of whiteness, which is really fascinating. Like, wrong. It's wrong, also. That's pretty incredible. That's pretty incredible. Oh, we we forgot to talk about the, the... the naked lady. I guess that would be the. This is so particularly one of the things that prompted yeah. this off. Okay. Was the lady. But like sad. the naked lady. Yeah. The, naked lady the naked lady. To be clear. Somebody's listening to this in five years. If someone's listening I, to this. In the I, but I, I just have to. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Then. Okay. So a, a white woman. I actually don't know if she's white, but right. She appears to no, be white. No, she is. She's okay. definitely white. All I've seen is her from behind, right? Like she sits naked in the streets and like spreads her legs and. and for all of these cops to see this, and allegedly the cops, like they, they just they, <laughs> they were revulsed. They were revulsed by the. I don't know. They see something. <laughs> they see something. They get a message. They look like, into it. They get a, a message. Field. And they turn around and walk away. Right. So this was viral like early a couple of weeks ago now. So this is one of the things that prompted one of the things that prompted this op-ed. But the op-ed doesn't come out to like pretty recently. So it, it was clearly, um, I think, rhetorically in response to people being mad that white people were getting disappeared by federal agents. Right. So, Alex, what were you going to say about our naked woman? I was going to say, like, I at my first like initial response was like. Oh, this is white, like performativity, like obviously, right. it, and it and it is at like its most basic level. But the response to it like makes me want to defend this lady. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. like what. It, that's how I feel about this. That's like one hundred percent how I feel about this. Truly, what people are taking issue with, and they're ashamed to admit this is what they take issue with because they want to sound cooler, but they're just taking issue with the fact that it was corny and weird. Mm-hmm. Like it was yeah, definitely no. corny yeah. and weird. Very yeah, corny so and weird position. It- it's like something that you would see um, just regularly on the uh, Instagram of someone who, like, is an influencer who does yoga all the time. Or yeah. She posted you know? cringe. In the, in the group chat, didn't you call this? What did, you said you made a goop reference. Do you remember? Yes, yes. This, this is a person who, <laughs> who buys goop products, almost certainly. Yeah. But no, like, but I mean... Like, <laughs> No, no, Alex. Alex, what do you have to say? That I, I just want to. I was just gonna say, or what did I fucking say? What did I fucking say? Just like before, before that, like she she posted cringe. Yeah, she fucking posted cringe. Yeah, and you're gonna have fucking people that post cringe. It's a fucking right, right. protest. My deal with this is right. It's political theater. Theater. It's political theater. But I don't actually know any of these things we're assuming about this scenario. We, you know, maybe I do, maybe other people do, right? But yeah. people really want to make a lot of assumptions about how political theater was organized, who organized it, right? The identities and of the organizers of political theater, um, which sometimes is what how it works, right? Sometimes that's how we're manipulating people. But it's crazy for me to that people will like discount. And some, I'm not going to call this direct action, but I guess I have to go ahead and call the naked lady direct action. You know, pe- people will criticize this direct action based on their like optical reading that 
they were manipulated to see, right? You know what I mean? They don't really understand what actually was going on on the ground there. And I don't know what was going on on the ground with our naked lady, um, but something worked or something, right? Actually, this is like a really good... I'm glad that I fucking just read the 18th Brumaire and now I'm like reading fucking Orientalism because like Speak this, these are, no, these are literally, this is literally, these, those are literally the two things that you actually like need to know to understand like what's going on here. Okay. We, we, all we have now are representations and truth is just like very, very like far from us. And especially like po- politically, like all that all the people have left are representations of things and that we're just like and there's just very truth is like removed from it because there's not a very there's not the deliberate there's not the deliberate unpacking and the deliberate the deliberate unpacking of motivations of social production basically yeah, I mean, I, and what we see is we see leftists and activists take advantage of that, right, to do strategy. But right. what's interesting to me is that the reason that I'm I will I don't like to make these conclusions about these things I see mediated, right? We don't I see these mediations of action, and I don't want to draw conclusions about the actors or about what's going on there. Um, because that's literally cop shit. The reason all of this is mediated, right, is so that we are unable to actually see those relations of production, right, or actually see, um, I guess, what the power is doing in that moment, right? And just because activists have taken advantage of that to, to their benefit uh, doesn't mean that we should be like, oh, yes, I saw this image, this still image on the television, and it makes me believe that it's cool that that white person was beat up by a cop or whatever, which people, um, progressives have done, right? Wait, um, though, are you talking about, like, uh, just, like, a uh, rioter, in quotation marks, or the naked lady that was just beat up? Just in general, just in general. No, yeah, yeah but just in general. No, no, this no, idea, it this is. idea that people are like, oh, well, that person was... I don't know, just a spoiled white person or they were an agitator yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like like that op-ed that's like, oh, it's like the white people's fault that they have unmarked fucking uh, uh, troops in fucking uh, Portland right now is like totally fucking insane. Like 100% like the worst yeah. fucking shit. And that's wow. like, and that's meant and that is meant to fucking divide white and black people to keep them from fucking practicing solidarity. Like that's what that is. That is it's true. bullshit. That is actually absolutely true. Right. Yeah. It's an op. It's an op. The this this Washington Post op ed was in fact an op ed. Um. This does remind me though. <laughs> what was what was that tweet everybody was mad about? Where it was like, notice how none of <laughs> none of these people in riot gear are women. Oh my more women riot cops. Let's go, baby. That's what I'm here for. They said I noticed that none of the uh cops doing like crazy violent shit in these videos are women. Hmm. Yeah, honestly, good for women. Good for women. Honestly, props. They like are women. Like nobody can tell me that they're not also women. One of the there was like a particular photo. Honestly, you probably couldn't tell. Yeah, how could you tell? They're all decked out in full tactical. No, Matthias, what were you saying last night about like imagine like uh uh like women like CBP on? These people, 
these people think that a female ice officer would wear like World of Warcraft style like breast armor and like nothing else essentially they think that uh, they would wear like in a bikini and, like, yeah shorts, but also have a <laughs> she would look like she would look like tank girl but fascist <laughs> You know, at, at the protests in downtown Lansing, like in the beginning of this, when people got tear gas, I vividly remember there was like a photo from some news source of, um, I believe it was an MSU cop who had come to downtown Lansing, and it was a woman. It was like, she was like, <laughs> it was I don't know, a there's, woman. <laughs> she was a woman. There were like definitely visibly women involved here. Well, before before we move on to some other news, uh, I wanted to ask: Did you guys uh, did you guys hear about the federal agents who were uh, who were injured in Portland? Uh, apparently, according to according to the White House press secretary, this is a quote: A federal agent's hand was impaled by planted nails. Another federal agent was shot with a pellet gun, leaving. A Wait a second! Hold on! Hold on! Pause! I'm sorry. You're telling me. There was a planted nail. This guy just fucking like accidentally put his hand through a nail. Apparently, and now and now like it's it's this Antifa's is, fault. Get the is, fuck out of here! This is the most iconic murder shit. He literally put a nail in his own hand. <laughs> he has stigmata. He has he has fucking fascist stigmata. Only on one hand though. That's weird. How did they get both hands, dude? Okay, okay, okay. So, so apparently another federal agent was shot with a pellet gun, leaving a wound deep to the bone. And, <laughs> and tragically, three federal officers were likely left permanently blind by the rioters using lasers pointed directly into their eyes. I, I don't buy that. There's yeah, no way. I don't know about that. That's I don't buy that. Cops do to... Due to protest, they probably like, like pepper sprayed cannon. themselves or some shit. Like I don't buy that. <laughs> they probably got. They probably were like in the car and they like accidentally sprayed a bunch. <laughs> Did you see the one where they were like, "Look what we found on some Antifa," and it was like some gun parts. Yeah, they were yeah. like splattered in red paints or something. They just like were like splashed because that's what anarchists, that's what Antifa does. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> cops are so honestly like cops are really funny. Like, do you remember when the cops so were like, "Shake Shack put laxatives in my shake"? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shake Shack poisoned my shake. <laughs> Uh, now I'm shitting. I'm shitting now. <laughs> Usually I don't shit. I only shit in the morning. And as I tweet this, I am shitting. <laughs> like, no, seriously, though, all fucking cops do is just sit on their ass in their fucking cars and eat fast food. And, like... <laughs> and beat up black people. Yeah, that too. That's what we're that's what we're pissed off about. If they All only right. ate fast food in their cars, why don't we make a deal? They could they could just do that. It's the only good part of their job anyways. Yeah, honestly, like critical support to all like the fast food workers spitting in their food. Like, honestly. Critical support, full solidarity. Yeah. I do think that um 
it needs to be made a more vocal thing to have the Department of Homeland Security completely destroyed. Okay. Yeah, we need to talk about that yes. a little bit. Didn't didn't AOC I annihilated? I, didn't AOC call for abolishing the DHS? That was one of the my, my most no, she did, and that was one of the most favorite things like of her what she has done, like in my opinion, like one of the most favorite things by far that she's done. Yeah, I don't remember if she if she outright said we should abolish them. She uh, did. She did. I okay. remember. I all I seem to remember is that at the very least, she said, "Yeah, we should look into dismantling it." Yeah, no, you were saying that it has a budget of like five times the um, the Department of Justice, correct? The I FBI. Think that was like the FBI. Oh, the FBI. Do we have a one to one comparison on the Departments of Justice and the DHS? That would be honestly sweet. I mean, uh, like, I feel like the Department of Justice probably, like, think about it. Like, the Department of Justice has every single federal court under its obstacies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the That's DOJ's true. budget last year was almost thirty billion. Um, and what, what, what was the DHS? Wasn't that like fifty something billion? I think it was yeah, fifty billion. Yeah, yeah. the That's DHS. Insane. Yeah, yeah. And that is insane. what I wanted to say is, you might hate me for this, but I think that there is. Literally anyone on any part of the political spectrum, there is an argument for why you should get rid of DHS. Like, even the biggest bootlickers, you know, there is no reason to have a $50 billion sinkhole um, of, of people who are fucking incompetent at their jobs. Terrorism has gone up. Um, and then, you know, the uh, regular human beings like us, who can see the civil liberty infractions that are going to be uh, very quickly, presumably, whittled away until we are living in a much more visible police state. Yeah, it's it, it really is fascinating. Like, Brace has been talking about this a lot on Truanon. Like, it, like, all the fucking Jade Helm people... Like fucking are on top on board for this now. Like all the Jade Helm motherfuckers who were like, What's Jade "Oh my Helm? god, Jade Helm was like this conspiracy theory in like the." Er- I actually remember this the early two thousand, like the early mid two thousands. Like, oh, there's gonna be martial law in the United States, uh, and they're gonna like control everything. Yeah, blah, well, that blah, was blah. when Obama was president. So they cared about. Was it that when Obama was? Pre- I think it might have. I think it might have started when, um, in when Bush was still president. Oh, actually. I, I remember. I remember. It ha- I remember people talking about it during Obama, but I could be wrong. The, it was, it, dude. It was a multi-year thing. People were talking about it. Jade Helm was like a big thing for a while. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it started because of like this training that the military did, like a train, like one of like weird like war game that they did. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, like all those people who were like on that shit who fucking watch Alex Jones now love martial law and now like just want fucking like these DHS people, which like I already said, like before, right, was made in 2003, was established in 2003. Like this is a very new institution. This country in, like, has the government. been totally fine without this shit. I mean, you know, it's not totally fine, but. You know what I mean. 9-11 was an isolated incident, and it was because of U.S. foreign policy, not because of, like, we didn't have a DHS. 
Well, and it was because of U.S. foreign policy, then it probably wasn't that isolated. But yes. The no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I was just giving both sides. Like, you could say either it's an yeah. isolated incident if you're a conservative, or you can say, oh, this is because of United States foreign policy if you're a base communist. It's yeah. fucking crazy that we have something called a Department of Homeland Security. What does that mean? That's crazy. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's literally... That is, like, the job description, supposedly, of the FBI, is literally, like, the security inside the country. Um, mm-hmm. So, wh- what what do you do? What do you do that someone else can't do? Even if you think that there is some critical function that they serve, they, do- they don't need to be the ones doing it. Because they're also pretty fucking bad at their jobs, as we can see. Yeah. Are they bad at their jobs? No, they're, they're doing a pretty good job so far. They're doing a <laughs> good job of disappearing people and uh, mur- doing murders at the border. They're pretty no, bad but at I guess terrorism. They're, they're pretty good at uh, like fucking up like gallons of water that people leave in the desert at the border. <laughs> Another thing I saw <laughs> from a Betsy Woodruff to, uh, Betsy Woodruff treat, which w- was that like the task force that. Uh, DOJ or no, not that uh, DHS basically formed in response to uh, Trump's executive order. Like that task force basically were telling people like, oh, um, we don't want you guys making like formal arrests. We want you to like catch and release basically like cite them, yeah, yeah. get their names and then release them. Wonderful. It, it's, it's which means that they're getting no, but a I, list. I, no, exactly, right? Yeah. Because I want, like, we need to be like, clear, yeah. right? On, like, this is, yeah, this, is this, intelligence. this is intelligence. This is intelligence. This is an op of, like, gathering intelligence. This is not, like, this is the beginning, not the end. Yeah, or this is, like, this is the very beginning. Like, this, they're going to use this information in the future. What they're going to use it for, we don't know yet. But we need to be able to, like, Think about what those possibilities are. Whatever it and is, it's going to be bad. Uh, no, we do. But we do have to like think about what those possibilities are and determine courses of action for different like uh, uh, instances, basically. Have right. you seen the death of Stalin? It's so good. <laughs> so good. I was just thinking about their like the switching of the lists. Um, but I mean, yeah, you know, it is it is never a good sign when lists start being made. You know, Honestly, like lists are fine. The terrorist list, you know. No, like lists. No, like lists are fine. Like if we have like some like fucking liberals in DSA, we can like make a list. <laughs> um, Alex, you can't. You can't say that on the pod. Yeah. By Alex, the way, Alex is giving away our strategy. Okay. So <laughs> this is getting cut out to get liberals into DSA. No, you should oh, keep oh, this oh, in. That's like funny. <laughs> That's um, funny, dude. I just, and also, I just want everybody to know that Alex is wearing a Bernie shirt right now. <laughs> yeah, honestly, embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, we, we got we to move on here. You guys, uh, we should announce. Wait, we should announce that uh, me and Ricky are on the executive board. Actually, we should do that. No, that's on the personal. We're, no, we're a fucking left. Co- we're we're a left podcast okay, 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 of, okay, in okay, Lansing. Okay, 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 okay. Alex we should fucking. So yeah, Alex. Alex, both Alex and Ricky were elected to the Greater Lansing DSA's executive board. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. Snaps for us, exactly, we, Matthias. We thank ran you. Ran on the post. Yeah, we ran on the post, but who the fuck, Matt? That's like that's the best way to fucking run. Yeah. It's the most. Yeah, what it I said. What I said to Ricky was, it's the most Stalinist way to run as well. No chance for factionalism. Another uh, Death of Stalin reference. 
That's true. And real life. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you guys uh, have you guys heard of the 1916 project? Uh, yes. Thing that the New York Times is doing. Six, six we're not going to talk. I don't yes. want to talk about this. No, we're not going to talk about this. I, I'm very interested in the New York Times 1916 <laughs> project where they delve into the middle of World War One. Alex, this is a contextual contextualization. Okay, so okay. App- apparently. Uh, so, so in an interview, uh, U.S. Uh, U.S. Uh, Senator Tom Cotton uh, was uh, talking about the 1916 project and you know its effort to make slavery a fo- focal point of uh, sorry 1619. Uh, p- uh, its effort to make slavery a focal point of U.S. Uh, history for uh, for schools, and he says that uh, referencing slavery, as the founding fathers said, it was the necessary evil upon which the Union was built. But the Union was built in a way, as Lincoln said, to put slavery on the course to its ultimate extinction. Uh, these comments, which I believe Alex, you said you said he walked back today, didn't he? Or was it? Uh, yeah, he yesterday. fucking walked. He was like, I, w- I didn't really mean to say it was necessary. That was just a poor choice of words. Which is like, just to say that the beautiful Harvard two step. Like that is literally what they do. All of them are really fucking stupid. All of these people, like Harvard, Yale, all these like Ivy League motherfuckers, they say oh. some stupid shit. They say some stupid shit, and then they're like, oh, I didn't really mean to say that. Uh, I actually meant this, and this is very classic. If if he was a good Hegelian, he could have said that all historical events become necessary after they happen, because it, it couldn't have unfolded any other way afterwards. I mean, that was kind of like, when I hear the whole thing, I'm like, oh, that's like a, a really, a truly deranged wingnut, but interesting, like, oddly Hegelian take, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but actually, like, he doesn't understand that part. He's just really racist. He's like, I don't see the problem with free labor. And the, Look, the, the founding fathers just could like, not understand. They could not, they, they had to be wrong on slavery to become right on slavery. <laughs> the first one was like, really it's with the 1619 project, right? They were like, well, yeah, the US, he's like, yeah, the U.S. like needed slavery to exist, which is like sort of the, one of the arguments is that the U.S. is built on slavery. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, and that's good. Um, <laughs> when you said the founding fathers needed to be wrong to be right, it reminded me of when Alan Dershowitz was asked about <laughs> his um, change on the the impeachment shit from Clinton. And he was like, well, I've been doing a lot of reading. And they're like, so does that mean that you were wrong then? He's like, no, I'm only more right now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Dope. (laughs) A true Hegelian. (laughs) Based. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Did I, uh, I'm I'm really sorry. Did I open this segment by saying 1916? Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, you did. Was that the... Was that the movie that? And I no, was like, and I knew what you were talking about. It was nineteen seventeen. Yeah, I'm such a fucking moron. Anyway, nineteen seventeen um, project. <laughs> uh, Ricky, you wanted to uh, you wanted to talk about this piece that was currently that was um, recently published yeah. in uh, what, what what was the what was the magazine again? Right. Was it Jewish there's, News? Yeah, there's a the Detroit Jewish News. This is a very old paper. I'm very familiar with the Detroit Jewish News as a as a um, a Jew whose family is from Detroit. Um, but a friend of yeah yeah. Uh, it's, it's 
it's kind of a big deal, I guess. A friend of mine tipped me off to this. They had recently did a um, a cover with Rashida Tlaib. Um, which I, you know, I think it's worth reading. You can read this online. It was an interview with her in which, um, they of course ask her about her relationship to the Metro Detroit Jewish community and, uh, her positions on the state of Israel. There's like a fascinating introduction here where I'm actually just going to read this from the article. It's so fucking funny. Um, Okay, this is the first time she has talked to the Detroit Jewish News. She and her staff claim that this is the first time they were aware that the Jewish News had tried to contact them, but in fact, the Jewish News has made several interview offers since to her since 2018, when she became the first Palestinian woman elected to Congress. Damn, and that's, began a, making that's a pretty shady way to open it up. I know, I know, I know, I know. I kind of want to know what the truth is. Okay, this isn't that interesting, though. I mean, the article is interesting. Uh, but what's interesting was that the Jewish News later published uh, some letters from readers in response. I don't know. So I really don't know who our listeners are, right? I feel like a lot of our listeners are Lansing-based, and a lot of the people I know in Lansing don't have any ties to Metro Detroit, so I feel like I kind of have to explain the context here, um, and I'm going to try to do that in the most tasteful way possible. Um, right, so Jewish News is a very, very old newspaper. It's been around, like, probably a century, um, and it was what it sounds like for Jews in Detroit. The Jews in Detroit, of course, many of them moved to the suburbs um, in the mid-20th century, um, and the readership of this newspaper is very suburban and wealthy, right? And surprisingly, in in my opinion, like shockingly politically conservative sometimes. Um, I don't know if that needed explaining to our readers. I know our readers already understand kind of the context of Rashida. Um, But there's one letter in particular, just going to spoil this for you. Many readers of the Jewish news, therefore, do not like Rashida. And they were mad that she was on the cover of their Detroit Jewish News. Um, so I would like to, if it's okay, unless someone else would like to read this, I would like to share a particularly tasty letter with our audience. Yes. Um, My bib is sucked in. Okay. This letter was written by four women uh, who identify themselves as Jewish educators in West Bloomfield, Michigan. No. And the title of the letter is Shameful. Okay. <laughs> Rashida Tlaib on Good the cover start so far. Good start. <laughs> this, is, this is real, okay? I feel like I need to prepare our listeners. This is an announcement of is... intention. They are like <laughs> going in with guns blazing, having a No, actually, and actually it is very incredible. Like there's there are Okay. Go We're ahead. Hype this up. Listen. Alright. We'll start with the easy part. Rashida Tlaib on the cover of the Jewish News? Really? The same Rashida Tlaib, supporter of BDS, who spews her disdain for Israel? The same Rashida Tlaib, supporter of Hamas, as they fire rockets into Israel? The same Rashida Tlaib, supporter of Hezbollah? The same Rashida Tlaib, who glorifies terror against Israel? Like, okay, like, we do kind of get it at this point. (laughs) We get it. Jesus Christ. The same Rashida Tlaib, who has refused to denounce Antifa? That one was a bit of a curveball for me, okay. Uh, (laughs) This sounds dope dope to me. Everything that she said so far just sounds dope. These are (laughs) credentials. We got one more paragraph here. 
Is this deplorable congresswoman now a role model to be displayed on the front cover of our local Jewish newspaper? Could you not find a worthier person for this? Okay, I need to breathe before I can. <laughs> I, I, honestly, like, listeners, I made, I made a joke, like, while she was reading this to me the first time. Just like, oh, th- th- there's no way they could have, like, said this person. And they fu- the first fucking person, the first fucking not, person they mention. Could you not find a worthier person for this? Many come to mind. Alan Dershowitz, Barry what Wells, the fuck? Maury Klein, to name a few. Are there not enough platforms for our enemies? And make no mistake, of, mistake about, Rashida Tlaib ranks high among these to spout their loathing. Is it now the role of the Jewish news to provide yet one more stage? A shameful, shocking, and appalling decision. You know, I really like that last line because it kind of sounds like an Alan Dershowitz tweet. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) These people are like, how could you have published Charles Lindbergh's op-ed? Alan, this you? (laughs) Oh, I mean, it's... Uh, We should tweet it to him, I wonder. No, but seriously, though? Nagging tone. Seriously, though, like, I, I, I was, like, just screaming because I just, every time I hear this, like, it's just incredible. Like, the Jeffrey Epstein fucking lawyer, like, and everyone is like, the New York Times won't touch this motherfucker now. Like, it's it's just crazy. It, the Washington Post did, like, remember those Washington Post article about, uh, articles about how, like, no one will hang out with Alan Dershowitz anymore? <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair, I'm not sure that the Jewish News is profiling Ellen Dershowitz right now. However, it does seem like they should because the people want it. That is, I, I would like that, actually, yeah. But I was, like, screaming. Want. Barry Weiss as well, who, like, yeah, also, lame also, just, like, the past two months has been on, like, the, the receiving end of literally every bad opinion. She's literally just been bad opinion after bad opinion after bad opinion for the past yeah, I mean, month. For you know, to be fair, maybe the op-ed, or maybe the letter was like, "This is boring. Get someone more. <laughs> yeah, get, yeah, get someone embroiled in a scandal." Currently, yeah, it's like it's just like it just shows how incredibly like out of touch, like insane, like. Uh, people just like love Israel more than anything are basically. Yeah, yeah. They're I mean, like, we want more interesting uh, cover people. Where's the cast of Jersey Shore or Real Housewives? All of this sounds great, Matthias. Honestly. No, nah, but uh, yeah, R- Rashida Tlaib is like going against like a challenger right now in the primary. Mm-hmm. There's an August yeah, primary. That, that is the context of this. This interview. So is. yeah, like we we do like or if you ha- uh, you know maybe like uh go do some phone banking for Rashida if you live in the if you live in the area. I I don't think that she wants people canvassing, but like I don't know maybe like just do something. Maybe just drive around with like. Rashida flyers and just like put them around like public places or something like that. We, I don't we, know. We need. We endorse her as an enemy of Ellen Dershowitz and therefore all pedophiles everywhere. Yeah, just like critical That's support to Rashida like, Tlaib. She time. needs us. They're they're gunning for. The establishment is gunning for her. The establishment mm-hmm. is gunning for her. Well, before uh, before we close out here, I thought you guys uh, wanted to talk about um, Elon Musk uh, going off oh. on Twitter. 
um, Elon Musk being um, publicly checked by his wife. <laughs> Not just that, but like literally having like having like inner Twitter interaction with Donald Trump while having a rose emoji and yeah, I thought, saying. I thought we were going to talk about the Marx thing. And he had like a fucking. Uh, he was like, "No, nah, we shouldn't have another stimulus." Uh, like yeah. now, like there yeah. shouldn't be another stimulus well, for people. I, I'm he did, sure he did a, a, a Das Kapital meme. He did. did. He really? I didn't yeah, see that. He did. What did it say? I it just it was so just like much. a it's just like a picture of Marx, and it said like you know give me free stuff or something like that. Oh my god! What a fucking idiot! Okay. Yeah. What a fucking that idiot! Is, oh my god! Kind, that is kind of funny though because Karl Marx did live his entire life on the dime of Frederick Engels. <laughs> that, that is true, yeah. <laughs> no, no and the, the so meme bad with the money. It's the hilarious. meme referred to him as, uh, as I think, hungry Santa Claus or something like that. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure our listeners have seen by now. Uh, uh, Elon tweeted, uh, "Another government stimulus package is not in the best interests of the people, in my opinion." And someone responds, "You know, it wasn't in the best interests of of, peop- of people. The U.S. government organizing a coup against Evo Morales." Bolivia so you could obtain the lithium there and he replies we will coo whoever we want deal with it and with then, a rose like, emoji glasses like somebody ex- fucking explain to me how Elon Musk got a rose emoji in his Twitter bio explain do you know to how me. to activate explain the emojis right now. on your keyboard because <laughs> you go to the emoji keyboard it and it's under the nature section <laughs> No, it's like it's he already took it off too. He was like, "Oh, the the left is losing the middle," and like, and I was just like, "Oh my fucking god, oh my fucking like, what a fucking idiot!" No, but just seriously, just like think about this for a second. Like I, way back when, after the Iowa caucuses, was screaming about how we did a fucking coup on Bolivia for Elon Musk, and now. It's just like over and over and over again. Like we, you guys said, thought I was crazy, and we're like, oh, we need to fact check Alex on this. And look, look at this. Look at look where we are now. Elon Musk is just going out and say it. We'll coo whoever we want. Okay, well, I need a fact check on me fact checking you, but in any case, oh, I'll I'm send sorry. you the clip. I'll send you I'm, the clip. I'm I have the clip. Sorry if I didn't believe you. And I'm sure I that Alex hasn't saved this phone. <laughs> I think if God damn it, dude! Like, if if anything, if anything displays like the failure of capitalism, it's it's that a fucking moron like Elon Musk has over a billion dollars. Like this dude is just so fucking. Stupid. Because his dad had a fucking like mineral mine in diamond fucking South Africa. Or some shit. I don't think it was diamonds. I think it was like yeah, it was um, emeralds. Emeralds. It was emeralds. Emeralds. It was emeralds. Yeah. And uh, like like Matthias referred to earlier, he uh, he he tweeted out pronouns suck, and uh, then his fucking girlfriend Grimes. <laughs> fucking Elon, no. Aren't they married? <laughs> I don't uh, think so. I no, I just looked She's up on Wikipedia. The they're listed of his child on Wikipedia. They're listed as partners. Um, and so uh, Grimes responds, "I love you, but please turn off your phone and give me a call. I cannot support hate. <laughs> or please give me stop a call. this. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Or give me a call. <laughs> yeah, not and. That doesn't make sense. Uh, I was thinking about that earlier because I was thinking about and. <laughs> I would love that so much, though. 
turn your phone off and call me immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she says, I know this, I know this isn't your heart. Oh, <laughs> uh, my God. Wonder. I wonder what... Okay, I, I'm not... I don't like... I'm not a fan of, of Miss Claire Boucher. Okay, listen. But it really must suck to, like, have a baby, like, with a guy who's, like... It really sucks to, like, um, res- respect the boundaries and desires of the mother of my child. That must really suck, like... She did, like, literally, she really super should have seen that one coming, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah, but Elon Musk is a super piece of shit. Mm-hmm. It must, um, it must really suck to have a child whose name is the quadratic formula. <laughs> <laughs> let's not, let's not, let's not, you know, punch down on Elon Musk's kid. Like... Yeah, it's a, it's a baby, Matthias. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't choose that name. It didn't. It didn't. No. That was. I, yeah. I, I'm not making. You're, fun you're of being it a for, dick, actually. I'm not making fun of it for choosing the name. It's not like they gave the baby like a bunch of dice with like letters and math symbols and shit. It kind of looks like it's <laughs> a joke. <laughs> No, and quite frankly, I think that uh, it's pretty sick to name your child something so insane. Frank Zappa named his daughter Moon Unit. <laughs> That's actually dope. Moon Unit? Yeah. In like third grade named Moon Unit? That's awful. You're in third grade in Hollywood. It's fine. I, rem- I remember thinking... <laughs> yeah, everyone's name is fucking... I I remember thinking it was really funny when uh when fucking Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow named their kid Apple. That's yeah. fine. It's fine. Still more normal. Yeah, I was gonna say like I mean this this is like you know a s- step way above that. Yeah, my my name is my name is Brother Dad. <laughs> they have broken the glass <laughs> ceiling. God damn it! My dad. My name is Uncle Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I think we should probably wrap up now. Um, but thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure to subscribe to our show. Find us on Facebook and Twitter. You can email us at a sotrpod at gmail.com. Uh, do you, wait, have we talked about when we're going to live stream again? Um, what's Sunday? I feel like I could probably do Sunday. I like Sundays. Okay, Sunday might be good. So we'll tentatively play it on Sunday, but you know, find us on social media and uh, look for updates there. And yeah, we did, we did a week off. We did a week off of the live stream. Noble's uh, birth chart. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay. Maybe, maybe that's a maybe. <laughs> we might do if you guys would like us. We might if you guys would like. Like you can just hit us up in the chat, and we'll do your birth chart live on stream. It'll be fun as fuck. Yeah, we'll just talk maybe. about you. I don't. That know. would be I fun. Know. I feel I like. Alex will do your birth chart. How about that? Yeah. Okay, find us. I'm on- I'm really bad at it. Ricky will tell me I'm wrong a lot, but. Mm-hmm. All right, find us on Facebook at State of the Revolution. Follow us on Twitter at SOTRPod and look for updates on our live stream there. Uh, We'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.